my friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. So everybody eating the mic? Yes, I'm eating the mic. Yeah, eat it. We're all there. It's one of Weird Al uh, Yankovic's uh, biggest songs, by the way. Eat it. He's so clever, Just that guy. Just eat it. Yes, he is. I know. Got Michael Jackson's permission. Just to... Yeah, he I'll, always asks. Yeah, he Just always asks. Ask. That's why he got all the money and all the fame. And uh, You always thought it would be better to ask forgiveness than permission, Bob. How's that working out for you? Uh, actually, I was more into <laughs> hiding out. <laughs> well, if you have to ask someone's permission to do a parody, you can't yeah. typically parody them. And it's yeah. actually less of a parody if it's not really about, in some ways, the artist or the meaning of the song. Like artists, like the Doors, the surviving members of the Doors would mm -hmm. not have allowed the song. And uh, Zip was around when we did this one. People get famous when they expire. They live forever <laughs> after they cry. It's a little cold. <laughs> so can, can you imagine me going to the surviving members cold, of the Doors? <laughs> <laughs> of the yeah. doors, right? Hey, listen, you know, the snake guy's in the ground. It was number one. What do you think of him? Make fun of him. He's a stiff. What's he care? He can't hear us. That's Come on. Got Ray, cut us some slack here. That's the first example I can think of, but there's a oh, ton man. of parodies I could have never done if I needed permission. And no, that's... what was the, you had, you got this, you got the cease and desist from uh, uh, Gene, uh, what's his name? Simmons, right? Is that who it was? It's oh, a yeah. long Mr. story, Marketing. which Zip loves for me to tell, so I'll get caught. Mm -hmm. So it anyway, it's content. <laughs> well, uh, briefly, Somewhere Gene Simmons. Uh, I was dumb enough to play him a song parody about Kiss called oh, "We Used to Rock and Roll All Night, But Now Our Hair's Turning Gray." I used to rock and roll <laughs> all night, but now I'm rubbing Ben Gay. You know, it was that kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> And I thought he would be amused. And he pretended to be no. amused during the interview. Yeah. And, and a day later, we got a call from their lawyer. So, also, he was pleasant. Did he think he was on the air or something? Was it? He was on the Did air when I played it for him. Yeah. It was one of, the, was one oh, of those okay. well, that's why I, Bob yeah. is kind of a dummy moves. Like, I was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I would assume... How long, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough time. But I would assume that, oh, it's funny, they'll, he'll, he'll enjoy poking fun at himself. It turns out there's 40% of people that enjoy poking fun at themselves. There's 40% of people who burn you in effigy if you make fun of them. And then there's yeah. Um, yeah. the middle... So you know, and there's Donald Trump. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Yes. <laughs> that is reasonable and decides. If I were whether... Gene Simmons, though, Bob, ser yeah. seriously, if I were Gene Simmons, I would enjoy poking Shannon Tweed. Yeah. So anyway, but but Weird Al Yankovic, back when Zip and I were first making Twisted Christmas songs, he was on a label called Scotty Brothers Records, which I believe was I um, a, a part of CBS. Yeah. And he was um, starting to get have be really famous with these song parodies, and so I, I again I'm dumb. I called his record label and I said, "Hey, I'm a parody artist too." And they're like, "Well, we'll squash you like a bug." <laughs> Not like we love parody. Let's bring you under the into the tent, you know. So I've always been naive in that way. Yeah, like expecting well, everybody to. Want to help hey, buddy, buddy. paint the fence like 
uh, what no. was his name? Tom, uh, Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Oh, Tom Sawyer. Right. I give I I give Gene or Huck Simmons Finn. No, it was Huck Finn. I think I can't remember. I, I Am I right? Or <laughs> one of us I, we have right. the author correct. Yes. I I give Simmons a lot of credit for being professional while he was on the area. I have a quick similar story. Mm. Drew and I got a hold of Regis Philbin's home number. Uh oh. And called him at home, and he was, uh, hey, fellas, uh, uh, did we have something set up with Buena Vista or whoever his production company was? We said, no, we just got your number, you know, on our celebrity Rolodex. He's very kind. And the next morning, he ripped into us on TV. On TV? Called me Zippy the Chimp. Yeah. So yeah, wait a minute. I've got you called him because you, you got a hold of his number the way morning shows used to pass around numbers. Right. Like we, paparazzi yes, we yeah, were yeah. at that point. And then, and he was yep. nice on the air. And then the next morning, he grumbled. Super about pleasant. Yeah. You, know, you guys are great. You know, thanks so much. Next morning, you know, uh, it, it was back when Kathy Lee Gifford was on the show. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, And yeah, Zippy the Chimp was a compliment, believe me. <laughs> That's exactly how it he was. was. That, was de- went, that was derisive of the Chimp, for God's sake. <laughs> you bastard waking me up. What? He, I, bad enough, I got to deal with Kathy Lee and her husband. <laughs> It's exactly how he was. He had just woke it. We woke him up from. You're, a you're nap, talking to him now, honestly. Zip. You can address him directly. He can hear you. No, he can't. I can't. I told him the last time. Don't ever call me again. This time I'm calling. Don't ever call me again. It would be nice. I don't if... care who you know. I don't care who you blow. Zippy the chimp. You primate. You knuckle dragger. Drag me out of bed, you bastard. You'll hear from my lawyer. Bend over, hose him, and bolt, and you will get it up the wazoo. Uh, and I mean right up the fucking wazoo. Regis, may, may I say something? Certainly, go ahead. You I like. Zippy the chip, not so much. He throws his crap at me. What I, what I really enjoy is hearing you have this much energy at like 90 years old. I'm really happy for you. Oh, good. Well, I'm happy for me, too. Any day above ground is a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Reach us well, the great one on the banana peel, for God's sake. Speaking of bananas, Chip, <laughs> you want another one? Don't ever call me at 4 a.m., ever. I don't know where you got that number, but lose it. Hey, Regis, oh, a quick question. I've always wondered uh-huh. this, and uh-huh. I, I have to ask fake Regis since, since I'll never get to ask the real one. Um, now, Kelly Ripa, of course. Oh, God. Please don't say that. Thing. Go ahead. <laughs> well, she replaced your longtime co-host and did an amazing job. And then, o- almost never happens, you retired and she carried on. And now she's on, I think, her second uh, host with uh, Ryan Seacrest. Do you ever, like, accidentally turn on the TV and see that show? You know what? I can't take it, though. Because I look and all I can think is, Kelly, have a sandwich! <laughs> Eat a she does a nice job. She does. She does a nice job. She did half a boob job. She could use one. I'm telling you, people do that. It's a nice job. She, she could have used a boob job. Yes. Well, oh, she is. Oh, yeah. She is very slender, like that Ally McBeal character. Uh, slender. She's got to keep sinkers in her socks to keep the the seats down at the movies, Bob. She's. She. What does she weigh? Seventy-five pounds. Maybe. Makes yeah. me ill. Joy hates her. So, but but seriously, you must. You must enjoy seeing her do well and, and knowing that you oh, yeah. um, oh, gave yeah, her a start. Oh, I, no? Every day I'm just <laughs> joyous over her. Yeah. Oh, God. No. You, think, you know, fine, uh, leave the old guy, you know, down on the side to hang out with Letterman, who's a crazy man these days. Oh. Lose the beard, Dave. 
You know, Letterman is talking out a lot lately. How come you're like, are you done or you you don't want to be uh, in the news anymore for anything? Uh, uh, tell him uh, the truth, uh, Reach. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dave. What I hear from you. Oh, well, David Letterman uh, is I'm with sorry, you right now. I'm sorry, what was the question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, cut. This is my bit. Would you, would you just stay back, Dave? Shave the frickin' beard, would you? I'm sorry, what was your question about? Yeah, so uh, David Letterman is kind of cranky these days, and it's uh, so odd that we'd find him in the same room as you just... By co- he's, been, he's been cranky since the 1986. Yeah. Give me a break. Okay. The guy, ever since he got caught with the intern. You can't talk to the guy. <laughs> I'm looking you up on... Told him about I'm that looking you room. up right now to see how old you were. And you are 87 years old. Uh, are you? I know it, so does my colon. Yeah, but here's the question. How come you're not running <laughs> for president? How come that's, that's Why the perfect, am I not running for president? perfect age? Who wants that gig? Come on. Think about what... what <sighs> Donald Trump had cold and hot running Pontang, and now what's he got? He's got to stay home <laughs> with the wife. He's got to sneak him in the back door. He's got to... Yeah. Fly them in on private jets on the, the, the whatever that thing was. What did they call it? The Lolita plane. I mean, come on. At least I can sneak out the back door and stare at the kids of the park. I see what you're saying. So, in other words, the president isn't really a job you'd want to have. And I, I totally get that. At my age, I wouldn't want that kind of stress. Oh, you're right. You're a youngster. Come on. I know. I mean, at least you can trust your farts, Bob. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Regis Philbin. I, I think you should quit while we haven't overstayed our welcome with Regis Philbin. Yes. All right. Oh, man. Uh, Ed, we got to do more. I had more. never heard the term knuckle dragger. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, we got to do more David Letterman sometime, but let's save that for man. another show and we can uh, think about it. Because he's been in the news lately. Um he blasted uh, Donald Trump on the Howard Stern show, which is something he he famously didn't want to talk about politics. Yeah, but he was kind of benign. Always and almost yeah. all those uh, show hosts until the modern era, like Leno yeah. wouldn't. Uh, Johnny Carson famously said, "If if if you know what my political leanings are, then you're not going to trust my jokes." Because he wants to make sure. them about everybody. Mm-hmm. That's not the case so much today. Hell no. Uh, but uh, he was extremely kind uh, when he did Obama on the uh, my next guest uh, appearance. Yes. Did you ever see that? Yes. Yeah, I did I, see that. Was, it's a great show. Yeah. Great show. I got to yeah. say it was a little uh, boring. Because really? It, there, well, there was no clickbait in it. It was just very polite. <laughs> oh, you mean the actual you're talking about that specific episode with Obama, which I did not see, by the way. I saw a lot of them. I didn't see that one. But all the ones I saw were really. It was stuck. just very, very uh, complimentary, and uh, Letterman was yeah. on with Howard Stern, and he flipped Mike Pence a bunch of shit for not wearing a mask at the Mayo Clinic. And I thought his choice of words was interesting. He said that uh, Vice President Pence was taunting sick COVID nineteen patients by not wearing a mask. It was. It just struck me as really hypocritical. You know, and inconsiderate for one thing. Because well, he's just a, trying to. See, this he is was the pandering. Thing. I think he was taunting you, Ed you Kelly. Think? Yeah, I think, he was, I think he was trying to suck up to the boss. I think he's a sycophant. But that's just me, you know. Yeah. I, bring him I mean, he knows. Uh, so I have this weird theory right now mm-hmm. that nobody likes. 
I've tried it on my wife. <laughs> I've tried it on everybody. <laughs> and by that, hold by it, the way, hold it. Oh, it's Reynolds Wrap Rivers. Yes. That's yes. Okay. My <laughs> wife. And we are the guinea pigs. My wife is everybody right now. Just wow. so you know, except for the virtual okay. people like you guys. <laughs> virtual people. Well. Yeah. So it's it's my theory, and please, I'm only playing devil's advocate. Don't take it too mm. seriously. All right. But it's my theory that we're going about this uh, entirely in a, I, I don't want to say wrong, because it's certainly nice to try and save people's lives. I'll grant you that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, given the statistics and how and nearly all of the fatalities are at least over 60 years old, most of them over 70 years old, and then the the rest of them are all pretty much pre-existing conditions. So if you take away the old farts and the pre-existing conditions, then you reopen the whole country. And we could also make Soylent Green too because of the meat shortage. Sure, yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and if you it's ever, people! Yeah, if Soylent you ever, Green is people! <laughs> <laughs> If you have a pre-existing condition and you donate yourself to Soil and Green, that's a wonderful thing. (laughs) But no, but what I'm saying, and and, all right, now I know that sounds kind of goofy, but we can't stay closed for 18 months. Well, you you can. What if we had socialism for everyone who qualifies as being at risk and everybody else gets your ass back to work and support the country? that's, That's sort of what's being purported. Uh, say say how? I'm saying that, that you know when people talk about a workable solution, even right down to Cuomo, who says you know we can loosen up upstate where there's not an issue, sure, sure. but you know down down in the boroughs, it's it's going to be a problem. Yeah, know? but nobody's really hooking into this whole ageism is the new cool thing right now because if you um, if you look at it, a lot of the people who are the most at risk are out of the workforce. Lock them well, up. Yeah, to yeah. borrow a phrase that would go over very well in the Trump campaign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a fart in church. <laughs> Only not in a prison, because that's a very, very uh, high density place that people. Get. Yeah, but you know, and I think that's the justification. It's weird that you struck on this because I was just formulating the very same theory in my head. Is it's like the dregs of society in some people's view that it's affecting. Therefore, it doesn't matter. It's people in prison, half of whom shouldn't be there. But not half. That's a, that's a grotesque exaggeration. But a yep. lot of whom. Shouldn't be there. Some of them aren't convicted of anything. They're just being held. Right. And, you know, they're for profits now. They're prisons for, are for profit now. So it's, it's like, and they're old or they're, or they're minorities. And so, therefore, we're not going to take this seriously. We're not going to send out the testing kits. We, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. And if I'm those people, I'm pissed at this point. Yeah, I'm still having. Tr- I'm still trying to figure out which people you're talking about now. You're talking, I'm talking about-, about the people most most disproportionately affected by the bug. Well, okay, but th- there's several groups there. There's African Americans, yeah, number one, with pre-existing conditions, and seniors. I mean, so it's the ageism, NBA, it's racism, and every other ism you can come up with. But the the NBA <laughs> players aren't in that group. They can, they can no, handle this not. just fine, and they're they're yeah. excited to get back to work. Not yeah. this year. Uh, but then there's no. people over a certain age. Why not mm-hmm. put all of us on a paycheck protection plan and let the younger that, people work? It's it's very weird that you say that because NPR had that very uh, theory 
this morning. So, and I think I'm batshit crazy, but I just gave you NPR. Yeah. <laughs> you did. yeah. But they, they were the guys who were out front of the podcast and the digital thing. Yeah, so. they were. So, yeah, I, I mean, actually, it's a crazy idea. It has not been discussed because there's an ageism to this virus that, yeah. you know, we've known about since the beginning. And it's even more stark now uh, that, you know, if you're not, I mean... We're on a borderline age. The sixty, the sixty-ish people, yeah. have a much higher rate, but it's still nothing like our friends in our seventies. And I have friends in their seventies, and you're my only friend. Bob. I worry about them. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to get through this whole thing without losing a single one of them. But good, good luck with that. Yeah. So it's them we should be protecting, not not yeah. spring breakers on the beach in Florida. Let yeah. them pass. Let them stick every thing they've got in every orifice they've got and catch it as fast as they can, so they can be immune. Does that make sense? Now, we should now get be, off my farm. We should be opening up the beaches to anyone exactly. under thirty and having an orgy. Yeah. Oh, Part of me is daydreaming and being a little nostalgic, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> this is not nude stock, Bob. It's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, you were there. Yes, I was. Uh, oh so, man! Uh, but uh, and I know it's a little crazy, but if NPR is talking about it, it's not that yeah. crazy. Yeah, they had some high, you know, Ivy League high pro on that specializes in. It. He's saying, you know, that economically, just to, to take the billions and provide people with two thousand dollars a week to stay home or to stay sequestered because you're over a certain age would be a bargain compared with what it's going to cost when one infected person affects 40 around them and takes right. them down because the economy goes down with them. Yeah. And that's, yes, that's that's the theory under which we shut things down. Economically, it would have been much wiser to prepare for a pandemic and not shut and down the pandemic should have, yeah. uh, group that was, was supposed to do that. But I, I don't blame... Um, I don't blame any particular politician for that. I got to tell you, hmm. as long as I've been able to vote, every politician of every party has always kicked the can down the road. Hmm. I've got video of George W. Bush talking about it in, the same, in front of the World Health Organization. Sure. I didn't even, I thought it was a deep fake. It was so bang on. Really? He was, he was yeah. Hmm. It's from 2005. And I, I, I had it on my uh, Facebook page. Yeah. And well, I said, the further back you go into history, the closer you get to 1918. Yeah. <laughs> well. It's not like okay, any I'm... of this is new to civilization. It's just yeah. new to the Internet age. Yeah. But isn't it's the transmission and infectability of this, is which, which is unusual, correct? That's what uh, well, go ahead. You take it, Ed, first. I, I, I... Uh, the transmission is the thing that stands behind the big block when you got a 396 with dual exhaust and a four-barrel carburetor. And if you got like 780 CFM, like at least you could like spin the back tire. So you, the transmission should be a manual. Yeah. Like you got an automatic and you got a manual transmission. That's the kind I prefer, man. And, and I'd like to thank Cheech's transmission for all the fine work they've done to help this great country of ours. But let's let Dr. Fowler she answer this one well transmission obviously bob i mean come on i think that is doable i really do and we want to make sure it's safe and it's effective ah, that's, right that's fauci right that, is that the real guy it's a combination it's what you call a hybrid strain bob okay <laughs> see if you can tell us apart i think that is doable i think that is doable i think you're a better fauci than he is actually i think i am too <laughs> yeah 
right. So, uh, so, d- all right. Let me do, let me take this. Viability as a comic. I'm actually more obsessive compulsive about reading the daily updates on this. So yeah. it's extremely infectious, but they don't really know. They don't know if it's aerosolized or how much it is. They don't know. Uh, and what they do know is that when we behave as normal, it spreads like wildfire. But they still don't know who gets it, who doesn't, who's asymptomatic, who has the sniffles, who has you know diarrhea. They they don't they don't really know. We don't have time. And without to the testing, we never will. Yeah. Well, the testing. Uh, yes. It's, so there's various kinds of testing. And uh, no one had tons of tests stockpiled for a pandemic. People were too busy planning the cruises they were going to go on. (laughs) (laughs) There's no country that had adequate testing, by the way. So it's a myth to just say test. It's it's funny. I've got Russia, 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 testing, testing, testing. And then on the Republican side, China, China, China. It's like if you can't put it into one word and say it three times, it's not even a political statement these days. It doesn't fit in the soundbite. Yeah. So, uh, so again, what you have is you have something that's hitting a certain segment of the population. It's extremely infectious, but for the vast majority of the people who get it, it's no big deal. And that's always that was always going to stick in the craw of uh, extremely selfish human behavior. Yeah, because we're a we're a selfish species. Well, self, self-preservation is a basic human innate trait, is it not? Yes, and that doesn't mean preservation of some guy I barely met, don't know. Right. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. so caring about all of humanity, that's a learned thing in the last, how long has civilization been around? Agriculture has well, been around only 30,000 years. Mm-hmm. Man has essentially had the same DNA for a hundred to hundreds of thousands of years. So, Since the knuckle-dragging days. Yes. <laughs> and so we dragged our knuckles on testing, honestly. Yeah. Yes. And, but it's well, not surprising. And, it's, and blame, blame is another thing. That's what chiefs do to try and stay to be the big chief is find someone to blame. Mm. Or else they would have to take responsibility themselves. Me say zip guilty party. <laughs> yes. Uh, Zippy the chimp. Zippy oh, chimp. Yeah, Zippy the chimp. Primate in corner with fork tongue. <laughs> All right, I'll settle down now because yeah, obviously I, I give a shit. But Wow, when did you buy the soapbox, Bob? Uh, it, <laughs> or did you build it in the garage? Yeah. Um, it's the Bobby pulpit. I'm afraid of a hardware <laughs> store, so that, that question actually hit home. Uh, you got a pallet from the side of the road, did yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. uh, I was watching a video on how to shape, safely shop for groceries today. Were you? I, I, what yeah. did it say? Well, it says no more cloth bags, so there goes that investment. Yeah. I mean, I you know, try to be the planet-friendly guy with the Greta Thunberg uh, little uh, angel on my shoulder going, you have to buy the cloth bags. You know, <laughs> so I did because I take my sister shopping on Sunday. She doesn't drive anymore. So, um, and he says, don't use us because they're porous and they keep, they keep the, um, yeah, they'll, it'll hide in there, the virus longer. Yeah. So, so he basically yeah. t- took the island in the kitchen where he was standing to do the video demonstration, cleaned it all off with uh, something very, very strong and bleach I'm uh, in fueled, I'm sure. And then I uh, said, he, he put a piece of tape down the center of the island, put the groceries in plastic bags on one side. There's a Michigan guy, mm-hmm. a doctor, 
and uh, a public health professional. And then he said, this is how you do. You, re- you reach in and every box, like every box, every bag is going to potentially be infected. He said, think of yourself as being covered with glitter. I immediately went back to my... Mm. Stripper days. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you were a Chippendale, as I recall. No, yeah. I was not. I was not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he says it's like having glitter on your body and your hands, and you've got to make sure that you're not, you know, you, you've got to get that glitter off and not get it on anything. Mm. And you know, you're a married man. You know how hard that is to hide. Yeah, very, yeah. oh. <laughs> not not these days, but yeah, uh, okay, back in the day. But uh, the, no, I never had to glitter. hide glitter. But I I, I I probably had a bad dream about it. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that's interesting. So he's basically saying, does he disinfect all the packaging? Was that was what I was doing? Well, before? He, he he was telling you what you didn't do. But potentially every container. He said, first of all, if you have the impulse when you're in the grocery store, do not follow it unless you're committed to buying something. Do not put it in your cart. And by the way, it's not enough to just wipe and hose down the carts. It's everything because everything is potentially carrying the virus from right. a previous person that touched it. Now he's right. If you want to be extremely mm-hmm. cautious, on the other hand. Scientists will tell you they don't know how easy it is to catch it just by touching something that someone touched a day ago. They Do think you not you, want to err on the side of caution sure. when it comes to being a life or death Being situation. alive, I know. Uh, if I was 30, I'd say, party! <laughs> Spring break, <laughs> let's go. Have you just packed it in? Are you just resigned that your terra firma tits up in 10 years? <laughs> what is going on with you? No, it's, it's fatalism. It's not fatalism to be real. It's realistic to say if you're younger, you don't need to care this much. So you're a pragmatist. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, they should if they don't want me to die. <laughs> but it's unreasonable for me to think that they'll care. Young people don't care. No. Remember when you were young? What? <laughs> Sorry, I turned into Fauci for a sec. <laughs> I right. can't even do an old man voice I, without doing felt you now. I'll do it then. I'll take one for the team. Okay. I'll make a confession, right. and you guys can okay. either agree or say, whoa, not us. Okay. Right. When I was young, old people looked decrepit to me. I thought that they were barely human, if that. I, well, they're invisible at that age. And they were pretty, well, they were invisible, or, oh my God, that looks horrible. I wish there was. You know, it's too Well, don't bad. forget, though, don't forget, when you were elderly at 55, I yeah. remember 55-plus yeah. communities. Wow. That's right. Those people are ready for the graveyard at 55. <laughs> yeah. By the time I got you to know? be 55, all I got was an AARP mailer <laughs> and a discount on tater tots at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesdays, only on Tuesdays for senior citizens. Only on Tuesday, and only before four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyway, it's so, again, uh, like I look at young people, and I don't expect them to care. Uh, and actually, I look at this generation, and are they protesting? Are they marching? Do they give a shit about the world at all? Greta Thunberg is what? What is she like? Nine years old. Seventeen. Seventeen. Looks nine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's like the only one that I know of. No, there's 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 more. a few. I'm I mean, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's some pissed off millennials. I mean, they, you know what? Facebook you know, doesn't show me their pages. No, because they're not on Facebook. That's for old farts. That, right. <laughs> there you go. You, know, you got to get over there to Twitterverse. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, are you? Do you tweet? Do any of you tweet? Yes. You tweet at. Yes. I have three. Do you Twitter tweet like use one? You like. Uh, what you think of the world, or you know what? I, I I'm not preachy on tweets because I'm I'm a comic and, and laughter is the best medicine right now, and I think that's what people need. Mm. 
Do you make up words like kofif or something like that? <laughs> kofif. <laughs> or no, I can knuckle draggers. Yeah. <laughs> the only time I ever tweet is if I have to promote something, like I put one of the song parodies up there. But I have to, yeah. other than that, I. I I don't need to have a conversation with the what I, thin air. What I do do is my ex on air partner has retired and he has a, a podcast and he also tweets um, rock history every day. So I retweet his stuff just ah. as a support support oh, thing. That's and nice. um, yeah. And if I see something that's really clever, I definitely um, retweet it, you know. And I occasionally tweet back and forth with Stuttering John, you know. Oh, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where is he now? Is he in Detroit? Cal he's in California. California. He's in L okay. L.A., yeah. He took the job with the Leno Show as a writer. I remember him on and Jay Leno after leaving Howard yeah. Stern. Yeah. And then he did that really bad mob movie. He was one of the executive producers on that one. Um, was it, Who was the big mob boss in New York, Bob? What was his name? Uh, uh, yeah. Not, so, not Soprano. He was New Jersey, I remember Gambino, that. Gotti. Gamb Gambino. 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 Whatever the movie, whatever he, whichever one it was, he did a movie about it, and it just it, it went over like a fart in church. Oh. You know, it just didn't happen. That was his big okay. shot. It didn't happen. Yeah, sort of. And I'm sure he's behind the scenes on other things. But you're still friends with him. Guy. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I would. He used to take my calls when I called into the Stern Show, and you know, he was very nice then. And uh, we were just talking about Artie the Loser, the Artie Lang, who yes. was a frequent, of co who was originally a co-host for Howard, but who was still a comic and whose beat addiction is back on the road. And mm. just one of the more talented people I thought on the radio. Um, Artie, you know. uh, of course, his bouts with uh, abuse and alcoholism and all of that are, are legendary. Legendary, and I uh, yeah. got a chance to interview him when he put out his book and. Frankly, I was really worried about him in the interview. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't yeah. be myself. Uh, I, I was like, yes, and you said this, and I wish you well. And meanwhile, I'm thinking, you don't sound like you slept well last night. And I, yeah. I, I, I felt bad. And apparently, he's stayed sober, though. Apparently, he's he's still got he's he podcasts. Yeah, I think he's about three months, three or four months in. So you know, it's one day at a time with that. Three or four <laughs> months bad. in. Yeah, to uh, sobriety. Oh, no, okay. No so five years ago, I interviewed him, and he. Oh, he's Had, yeah. He was he's a serious heroin addict. And he, he did so again. much blow that it his nose caved in his face. I saw the nose caved in, in pictures. That was really yeah. sad. Yeah. It was not good. I love good. the guy. I, I when I, I do too. Listen to I the mean, Stern show. Way, but, he yeah. he made the show in a way for me because he wasn't afraid to uh, just let it all hang out and be himself oh, yeah. in a whole different no way than Howard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and uh, you know a big update from Jackie the Joke Man. No, just not to disparage Jackie as his talent in his own right, but I just thought that Artie was just more um, relevant as a, as a talent. As well, a and and more common man, big time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No pretense yeah. at all. But did you read his book? I I, I did not. Oh. But I'll take your copy if you're done with it. <laughs> Times really, are tight, Bob. You really care about him, don't you? <laughs> I actually, I actually do. Let's see what just, it, I'm trying to remember what the book was called, but it, it was uh, it is the harshest uh, twelve step book I have ever read. It's called oh. Crash and Burn. Yeah, and he did. <laughs> and when he crashes and burns, it's bad. It's it's a jet fuel uh, yeah nightmare. He also had a book called Too Fat to Fish. <laughs> if you've ever been too drunk to fish. <laughs> Uh, he might be Artie Lang. <laughs> anyway, uh, shout out to him. Salute. He's a he's a yeah. heck of a funny comedian and a oh god yeah. And, and Remember super, him on Living Color at all? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, no. 
No, he was very good. So you used to call into the Stern Show. Did you do voices? I did. Which voices uh, fact, did they want you for? I, I'm curious. Uh, most, mostly Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson. Yeah, he really. <laughs> yes, he really. He, he liked, I was very much like my Jesse Jackson because everything that I said rhymed, and it was always called in on time. <laughs> it rhymed it on time. <laughs> and of course, I would always come on to Robin because she was my baby, hmm. and she was there. And I'm thinking in my mind, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> She's my baby. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so, wow, that, so that's a while ago. Yeah. Well, I first talked to Howard when he was in Detroit at W four, as a matter of fact, because I was doing all nights on AM full service radio at you know a very young age, and I just called. I called him because I heard him doing the very worst Jimmy Carter that you could possibly hear, oh. and I thought this guy needs my help. <laughs> oh, no kidding! That's how you got it. Yeah. So yeah, and, and now he, Jimmy and Carter's. Jimmy Carter and Jesse Jackson; those are dated celebrity impressions. But yes, I yes. bet you have a great. So Jimmy Howard's Carter. an old old dude. <laughs> yeah, we are all old now. <laughs> at this point, yes, yeah. yeah. so we try to hey, pretend Ed, we're not. Ed, Ed, did you yeah. ever work at CKLW at all? I did. I did mornings there for a couple. No of kidding. Hours. You're a legendary wow. radio guy. No kidding. Oh yeah. no 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 no. Yeah, you are. Hardly. I'm really was uh, back during the I'm 2020 the, news days. No, but I did work with By- Byron uh, McGregor, who was McGregor, one of the big sure. guys, ten tattered toes poking from under a tarp. You know, if you were there when news happens, blab it to the big eight on the confidential big eight hotlines. Two five four CKLW in Windsor, nine six one NEWS in Detroit. Wow, we pay a weekly cash award of one hundred dollars, one thousand dollars with a best tippy here each year. Wow. And I, I, he that was, was our news great. guy. So Detroit is such a crazy legendary radio, radio market. market. Oh, it really man. Is. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but for a moment there, did you think that maybe Rush Limbaugh was a fan of that jock too? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen, Bob. There's one guy that I hold above all others in radio. It's not Zippy the Chimp. <laughs> it is I, oh, the purveyor of excellence in broadcasting. <laughs> Rush Bowl. L. Rush Bowl. Oh. Can nope. you believe this crap? I, Talk it I, out. There was a time Ryan I really Cripps. listened to Rush a lot, too, by the way. It, it just, yeah. Well, I'm, Bob, yeah. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm, the biggest, I'm the biggest thing in radio uh, that the entire uh, yeah. country have been for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. Uh, but uh, uh, there was a time but, when but, you were but, 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 brand new that... <laughs> I, like, I was just fascinated, and I, I was buying everything you were saying. Including oxycodone. <laughs> no, I didn't buy that. I didn't buy that. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can, can you speak up, Bob? Yeah. Rush, These cockler ears. I've got a cockler ear. I know. If you've ever had a cockler in your ear, you know that so you've got a, there's a lag. The, the cochlear ear uh, implant was because of deafness. Both. Both caused by yes. oxycontin abuse, likely because that's one of the symptoms of it. So uh, it's amazing that you got that surgery. And I'm sorry to hear about your, you know, your the, what you're battling right now. I don't. I don't it. care. The president gave me a metal. I can die now. Mm. It's the high point, the apex. It does not get any better than a gold-plated microphone and a gold medal around your neck. There you go. You did everything. <laughs> you, you did it all. I've done it all. Yeah. There is no place to go but down. Yeah. At this point. Mm. But the and libtards, when they get a hold of it, will spin it their way as they always do. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. All right. Let's bring us back to Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly. Zip, what's new with you this week? 
Uh, just the same, more of the same. Uh, By the way, you say that every week. Could you go paragliding <laughs> or something? <laughs> no, no, Parasailing, yeah. Uh, Let's get him a hot air balloon, Bob. Yeah. A little, little yeah. cranky around the edges. You're you cranky? Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little edgy. I don't want to mess with that too badly. It's starting to bug me a little bit, but everything's fine. What's bugging I, you that, uh, you, that you have to be careful or that no it's just uh uh the little lady and i have oh. you know uh, unlike you and your wife we're not quite so used to 24 7 cohabitation yeah. so yeah uh, so, uh, last time so my um my lack of uh, uh hyg- not hygiene but uh, <laughs> organizational skills yes. when it comes light. to the bathroom I feel your pain. Uh, Have become an issue for whatever reason. Uh, I wonder why. It's one of those. Honey! Honey! I'm not sour cream! Can you bring Zippy some sour cream on you? (laughs) Zippy the chimp. It's true. Mm. It's true. Oh, so you don't. It's all good. Though. You don't walk around and pick up after yourself until. No, it... I do. I, you know, uh, my own work area is, uh, you know, mm. could stand a tidying up, and that's that's the other thing I've noticed that the guilt has started to set in when this first happened. I was like, oh, I've got all these projects. I'm finally going to line up and just get them all done. Yeah, right. And then it just didn't quite happen. I don't know what happened. Oh, just you mean of... you thought you'd get them all done and have time to spare? Well, yeah. And then I just, I don't know what it is. It, it, Hang on, just Zip. I got the solution. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 10 milligrams Adderall. <laughs> there you go. you prescription. Zip, uh. zip. How about that chlora, chlora, Clorox Queen or whatever? Chlora Queen, don't get me started, Bob. Yeah. Jesus. Not that I believe in him. Just saying. Well, like, I also thought I would get a lot of stuff done, but I actually have got some of it done. It just goes much slower than I expect. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yes. One, one, there's one really positive side, and it happened today. Again, it's like Christmas and whatever it is, May. Uh, I've, I have so so many electronic debris parts mm, that yeah. I've, I've been kind of going through them, and wow, I do have one of these. I've been looking for that for four <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. You when know, you know things great. are bad when you're labeling your cords. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's true. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I've got so much stuff that I would put it out on eBay, except nobody has any money to buy anything on eBay. That's right true now. too. I, I, I don't know, think it's a good time right. to sell or stuff. Etsy or anything else. Is Etsy a thing like eBay? Oh yeah, yeah, but it's more artist-based, more homespun stuff. You oh. know what I mean? And then like there's steampunk a, guys. Yeah, there's a know. place called Reverb where guys like me and Zip sell our old gear. Yeah, and guys, and, I like and Sweetwater where guys site, like me buy actually. their new gear. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> What's that, Zip? That's a great site. Reverb is good. Yeah, I've I've only had positive experiences with everybody on that, which is good. Boy, anybody want to buy a Telos Zephyr? <laughs> Makes a great boat anchor, by the way. So for <laughs> listeners of this show or even the Bob and Zipcast, a Telos Zephyr was this big box that cost, gosh, I think in the vicinity of uh, thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. mm-hmm. that does now what we do just talking through a browser on clean feet. Yeah. And uh, last time I saw one online, it was uh, they were asking $45. $45? A blackface. You know, remember the original oh, blackface? Oh, yeah, they one? were yeah. What, like four grand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. when I bought it. That, that, that is gone. How about yeah, video I've, teleconferencing? So Zoom started to get really popular 
Mm-hmm. And then Facebook. And, uh, and meanwhile, Facebook right. has a, a thing they're launching. Google mm-hmm. already had one. It's just that no one gives a shit about Google. Like Microsoft's got one too. Yeah, they all have them. And so yeah. Google just announced that they're making theirs free mm-hmm. and uh, 60 minutes instead of the 40 minutes that Zoom gives you for free sessions of up to 100 people. Wow. Yeah. The Canadian government was using that, actually, to hold Parliament. Well, and local government here was using Zoom, and it created this thing where they said there was security issues with Zoom. There really weren't security issues with Zoom. What there were was local town governments posting the Zoom meeting and password on their websites, and then... Some people thought it would be a great idea to bring porn to the town meeting. Oh, boy. <laughs> that sounds like me at 17. Yeah, but that isn't Zooms. Like, if I leave my key out on the front door, on the step, without even putting a rug over it, it's not, you know, it's not my door's problem that the burglar got in. <laughs> I see the analogy. Can yeah. I raise you? Yeah. <laughs> Just crazy. You're a security risk. All right. What else is going on in the world? We have. Oh, I want to plug the Holderness family. Have you got? You guys have heard them, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. They keep okay. coming out with new videos. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, Dad is amazing. He's I'm amazing not going to play any of it th- this week. Instead, I've got a left-wing song parody uh, to play for you at the end of the thing. It's called "The Liar Tweets Tonight." Ah, saw that, yeah. <laughs> you can guess That's the gotten song. Us so many million views. <laughs> Did you see the number on it? Uh, it's it's pretty popular, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, let's uh, see, here we go. Uh, you sent some bits, didn't you? I'm scrolling yes. for them right now. Yeah, go for it. It's been really busy in my email today. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, where is it? No, it's not in there. Okay. Oh, that's stuff two. Here's stuff one. Stuff one and stuff two. Uh, this is, we want to make sure that it's safe and effective, the thing you were teasing a little earlier, Dr. Fauci. We want to make sure it's safe and it's effective. All right, now you do it. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) But we want to make sure it's safe and it's effective. No, no, you do it, you. (laughs) Ed Kelly do it, not just play it. Oh, oh, why didn't you, I'm not Ed Kelly, I'm I'm a great bunch of guy, but I'm not Ed Kelly, I'm Dr. Dr. Fauci. Fauci. uh, I just want to... Dueling okay. Fauci's. Here we go. Okay. But we want to make, sure, want to make sure it's safe and it's effective. But we want to make sure it's safe and effective. Awesome. <laughs> you, should call well, Stern. you should call Stern tomorrow with that one. Maybe I should. <laughs> Who's this? What do you want? <laughs> it's me, Ro- uh, Howard, uh, Dr. Fauci. Oh, my God, Robin, listen to this. It's Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move along. Did yeah, you call always have that a bit? What? Did you always have that ability no, to just, no. like, an overhead projector with an artist? You could just hear somebody and do them? Or do you, no. did, do you work at it a lot? My father was a mimic, and I do do it five days a week, so I'm sort of... Uh... Yeah, but <laughs> when you start a Dr. Fauci, do you just hear it and do it like you seem to, or do you well, work because on... the thing is that all, there's ten tones in the box, max, and three of them are the most popular. And Dr. Fauci, believe it or not, even though in real life he, he is the least like James Brown that you could possibly imagine. When I listen to James Brown, he would have three notes in his voice. Mm-hmm. So James Brown, you can hear if you hear you listen. 
Okay. Hey, sweetheart, get by the beaver, get by the hitman. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so he's a white James Brown. Him. Is that what you're saying? I started with James Brown, mm. and I and I crossed him with s- some other um, characters that I've done from the past, and uh, the hybrid strain came out. So you cross your own brain, yeah, yeah. And having lived on the East Coast, I got you know, and working with Adrian Munoz from Brooklyn, you know, you get you, you pick it up. Wow. So it's a cross between Adrian Munoz <laughs> <laughs> and James Brown. What the fuck? <laughs> Because you know James, he had two boys. James, when you talk to James like this, he be like this. See? And then, and then he say, Bobby! What? Bobby! <laughs> what you gonna do now? What you do now? <laughs> awesome. Hit me. Yeah. All right, a couple of things uh, before we play a tune and get out of here. First, uh, it's hard in some professions to imagine at all how you'll ever do business. <laughs> Enough about podcasting. Yeah. There's a strip club in Oregon that has found a way to save jobs. Uh, and it's and it's interesting, uh, because of the coronavirus restrictions, this strip club in Oregon is taking a tip from the drive through baristas that used to be very controversial in Seattle, and they're doing drive through strip shows. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and... I, and yes. They're going to add testing, too, because they're getting some cotton swabs, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Drive-through strip club. Well, I think I speak for all red-blooded American boys when I say, God bless America. Yes. Is this a great country or what? Right. Oh, man. Harrison Ford is under scrutiny by the FAA. Uh, now, you know he's a pilot. Uh, yes. I'm sure. I know yes. he's a pilot. I've never... Uh, I've a seen couple of close calls. Yes, uh, I've seen Tom Cruise land in his private jet. Really, and I've met Harrison Ford. Not meet him. I almost bumped into him, but uh, but he's a, a rush with fame. Yeah. yeah, he's a pilot. He's under investigation after making an error while operating a plane on a runway. And I'm not going to read what Ed wrote there because uh, uh, <laughs> it's kind of. I just is said, his wife what? Callista Flockhart? Is that right? Yeah. Is they, they are married, yes. right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Last see. I heard. I mean, I, you know, <clears throat> I don't always keep up. They don't call me. Right. Let's see what Harrison Ford did on a runway. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hang Probably on. had somebody rolling a big styrofoam ball at him, and he tried to dodge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he must have nightmares. <laughs> I'm thinking. Hang on. Until the royalty checks come in. <laughs> and then he pulls out the bullwhip. <laughs> His, his last movie stiff, didn't it? That one with the the CGI dog, Harrison oh, Ford, and the C. Oh, I. You know what? It probably did, but I loved it. You oh, did. did you see it? I never saw it. Lisa and I went to see it because, as you say, we're old and we are used to each other. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> no, it was, it was actually paraphrased. It, it was terrible uh, as a movie. Yeah. But as a chance to spend an hour with Harrison Ford and a dog, it was a really nice, relaxing thing. <laughs> so wow, here, that's a tomatoes quote. Here's what he did. Was, I wanted to get the facts. There was facts. some content involved. There was content. Okay. Yeah. Harrison I, Ford was piloting a plane that wrongly crossed a runway where another ooh. plane was landing, which is a big ooh, no-no. No, Officials no, are investigating. He was at the controls of a small plane Friday, Hawthorne Airport, Los Angeles. Ooh. According to a statement released by his publicist, he misheard... What? 
<laughs> an instruction from air traffic control. He immediately acknowledged the mistake and apologized to air traffic control for the error. No one was injured and there was never any danger of a collision. No danger of a class uh, uh, crash. What crash. the tower had said, can you hold short on the runway, traffic on runway? And he said, excuse me, sir, I thought exactly the opposite. I'm terribly uh, sorry. And uh, it's happened before uh, yeah, with him. Because short is literally that. It's a short word that was monosyllabic and it goes by so quick. If the radio yeah. even cut out, he would miss that. He collects airplanes and helicopters the way Jay Leno collects cars, by the way. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, most recently, he flew low over an airliner with 116 passengers aboard. Oh, boy. Moments before mistakenly landing on a taxiway. Okay, See, now, now hang on just a second. Mm-hmm. In, there should be, his, this is the Kobe Bryant rule here. Uh, You're a celebrity, but I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't fly. Like Kobe Bryant should have never, his, his, you know, his pilot should have said, yeah, you, you don't want to go today. You should have pulled rank. And Harrison Ford, they should just say, Harrison, you know, fly, he could fly with a safety pilot. Yeah. Do you yeah, know how that works? Don't you get to a point where you need to uh, recertify? I mean, like every year or um, something? Yes, you do. You do your biannual, uh, a biennial or whatever you call it. It's been a while. Uh, but no, this is even better. Like when I was a pilot and, you know, ask Sip what my concentration levels are. <laughs> what are his concentration levels, Sip? <laughs> Nil. Somewhere between no, nil. I'm a very, I'm very ADD and um, a laissez-faire. You're only... focused. You're focused for a time. I will say well, that. What you're saved super... me was that I'm obsessive compulsive, and that the uh, pilots have all these the, checklists, the pre-flight check, yeah. and they have all these sayings and slogans to remember not to kill themselves. And so, mm -hmm. uh, also, I'm paranoid. So I was always afraid. I was, you know, deathly afraid that I would do something wrong. But I was never comfortable instrument flying. And yet I got my instrument rating. You were rated for instrument. But I was but... rated for float planes, instruments, oh. and I would I wanted to do the cool stuff so I would fly to Portland in the clouds, except I would hire an instructor to go with me. So I always oh, had a safety backup. pilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I always and had if, someone and if to Kennedy, go. John Kennedy had done that. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, if you're yeah. John Kennedy, his family could have if, could have hired a fleet. Of yeah. people to follow him and he, watch, every, you know, and his every. He also rode around Manhattan with, on a messenger bike. Come on, yeah. I mean, the guy was just, just a, a dummy. But anyway, so uh, there was always someone there to go. Uh, Bob, you might want to <laughs> look. Check your attitude indicator for a second. <laughs> just getting a little, little yeah, flying at a ninety degree angle. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure you're aware. <laughs> 50 miles an hour. I see that you're giving the wing tilt in the opposite direction. That's not going to work out. Yeah, you do a great pilot. Thank you. Uh, uh, you know, I have My father been. was I a pilot been. as well, so. So was mine. My dad yeah. was. Oh, wow. Yes. Really? Oh, we yep. have aviation um, in our blood, the three of us. Yes. It's, Pilots it's of the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually, although I've sort of tapered off, I had been binge watching um, Air Disasters on Smithsonian channel you should check oh, that out oh, I'd love who's, that. The, well who's the narrator of that do you know that's a offhand? great question because i um, i think i i know who that was and i can't i'm not pulling it up but it's I, I think really I'm, well done it's intriguing the, when you when it, it sucks you in if they if they get you in the first 30 seconds right. if you get 30 seconds in you're hooked who's your favorite narrator of all time it you must do mine wow that's a toughie bob 
There's a guy that lives in Westport, Connecticut, and I'm trying to remember. Peter Thomas Kite. is one, one of them. Peter Thomas. Yeah, I know who you mean. Yep. Yeah. Oh, who's the most famous uh, one that ev- that everybody, uh, Driving Miss Daisy, what's his name, the actor? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Do you like him yeah. as an area? Yes. Yes, I do. And <laughs> okay, no... you can't, say, can't answer that fast or you won't sound like him. Yeah. That's right. But the thing is, I can't do it in public. I can only do it behind the microphone. Mm. Because they will see that I'm one of the lily whitest men in America. I clap on one and three, Bob. <laughs> it's a very sad situation. You know what's fun about this? You know what's fun about this? Oh, go ahead. Uh, okay. You know what's fun about this? We're, we're not talking about the coronavirus. It's just one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, Zip, go. There's a, a guy that does radio imaging a lot for, I think, iHeart, but he's on WBZ, but he sounds a, a ton like. Um, uh, now I've forgotten his name. Jake and the Fat Man. Help me out here. William. Oh, Conrad. William Conrad. Oh, yeah. There's a guy. But, yeah, but I mean, he did tons of stuff. He was the voice the of Fat um, Man. Yeah. <laughs> of, Jake uh, and the Rocky Fat Man. Bowling. Guess which one I was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. He was like, and that's when Rocky and Bowling all went back. You know, he let me narrate. I can do it. It'll just take longer. You know. <laughs> people, very few people know that. I'm impressed. Wow. Bullwinkle is really close to uh, Tommy Chong. Hey, man, what do you mean? I don't have <laughs> antlers. <laughs> Listen, you knuckle-dragon fuck. <laughs> you can't say that, man. It's a broadcast, man. They got the mic open and everything. Man. All right. Oh, on that, on that uh, adult note, we're going to have to uh, <laughs> yeah, take off with the stream but, of consciousness. But first, a Disney song. Up. Uh, a Disney family sing-along, I should say. Uh, oh that's coming up on May 10th. The grandchildren are going to love this. Ryan Seacrest, of course, is going to host a second edition of the star-studded Disney sing-along special. The ubiquitous Ryan yeah. Seacrest. So they're, they're timing that for when the death toll hits 100,000. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a distraction. Oh, Bob, there is no line for you, is there? So we'll see you May 10th. Oh! Oh, Mickey, uh, I'm sure you'll be there, right? Uh, oh, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Magical place on Earth. The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. People get famous when they expire. They live forever after they croak. Joplin's got big hits. Croaches are legend When they were living Oh, they were broke When you're dead People remember your name When you're dead You're at the top of your game But you're dead Really dead Yeah, you're dead Oh People get famous When they're in heaven Skinner took off when the plane hit the ground. Elvis's pelvis is bigger than ever. The sails go up when you're six feet down. When you're dead, you're showered with fortune and fame. When you're dead, it seems like it's really a shame. Cause you're dead. Yeah, you're dead, really dead.
In the West Wing, the self-obsessed wing, the liar tweets tonight. He says, you doctors, hush reporters, hush you science nerds look my ratings are through the roof when i just say happy words It's just the flu It's a hoax like all the rest A left-wing coup We've got lots of PPE The cupboard's bare It's Obama's fault, you see The bug stops there In the country, the quiet country No nurses sleep tonight But in the White House The people of shite house The liar tweets tonight <laughs> Oh, 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 oh.